Our best days are ahead of us. There are good things ahead for you. Seven eight four three. God is good, and there's more in store. Well, thank you for joining Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the word. We welcome all of you joining us by television, and those of you joining us online at brothersoftheword.com or Facebook Live. We welcome you to today's service. Always a wonderful delight and joy to have you to tune in and join us. Well, we'd like to share just a little humor. At St. Peter's Catholic Church in Toronto, they have weekly marriage seminars for husbands, for the men. And at the last session, the priest asked Mr. Giesepp, who said he was approaching his 50th wedding anniversary, to take a few minutes and share some insight into how he had managed to stay married to the same woman all these years. Mr. Giesepp replied to the assembled husbands. He said, well, I've tried to treat her nice. I've spent money on her. I've tried to be kind. But he said, most importantly, and he said, I want all of you all to get this. He said, I took her to Italy for our 25th wedding anniversary. And the pastor or the priest, he responded. He said, Mr. Giesepp, you are an amazing inspiration to all the husbands here. Please tell us, what are you planning for your wife for your 50th anniversary? Mr. Giesepp replied. He said, well, I'm planning to go to Italy to pick her up. I want to share a couple of scriptures over in the book of Psalms. A couple of scriptures over in the book of Psalms. Psalms chapter 31. Psalms chapter 31 verse 19. Psalms chapter 31 verse 19. When you get there, say amen. Psalms chapter 31 verse 19. Let's read it together in unison. It says there, Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee, which thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee, which thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. And also look at Psalms 84, Psalms 84, verse 11, Psalms 84, verse 11, and I'm going to read this from the Amplified Bible. Psalms 84, 11 says, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows present grace and favor and future glory, honor, splendor, and heavenly bliss. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. And I just want to use as a subject today for this morning, God is good and there's more in store. God is good. And there's more in store. Turn to your neighbor and say, God is good. good. And there's more in store. 
I was thinking about how good God has been to us for these past 25 years of ministry, 25 years of service, 25 years of loving people, 25 years of togetherness. And I was just kind of gleaming over how good God had been to us. We hadn't had any major incidents. We pretty much been a trouble-free church and ministry. You just look back over life and you realize how good God has been. You realize how God has kept you and preserved you and blessed you. And so I was just kind of gloating in our history and I was gloating in just the satisfaction of how good God is. And then as I was thinking about that, I could sense God saying to me, you haven't made your greatest impact yet. There are some victories you haven't won yet. There are some miracles you haven't seen yet. There are some lives that you haven't touched yet. There are some harvests you haven't received yet. And then I realized that our best days are ahead. Our best days are ahead of us. There are good things ahead for you. Turn to your neighbor and say, there are good things ahead for you. We have a future full of God's goodness. We have a future full of God's goodness. Notice in Psalms 84, 11, where we read in our text, it says that the Lord God is a son, calls him a son, S-U-N. And the reason that it calls God a son is because not only is the son life-giving, but heat radiates from the sun in its rays that reach out to us every day. Heat radiates, light radiates. And just as light and heat radiates from the sun, goodness radiates from God. And his rays of goodness reach out to us every day. God is good. And notice this, it says, so it says, for the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows present grace and favor and future glory honor, splendor, and heavenly bliss. So God is good, but he's saying, yet there is more in store. God is good, but there's more in store. You haven't seen your best days yet. God never does his greatest feats in your yesterdays. God is always trying to outdo himself. God is awesome, and God is great. And so His goodness is always yearning. God's goodness is like an ocean above us and is full and is seeking for every crack and crevice to pour out on us. And so God's goodness is so awesome. And then in Psalms 31, 19, notice what it says there. It says, oh, how great is thy goodness. I actually feel that the psalmist got a glimpse of God's goodness This wouldn't be the first time that happened. Moses saw God's goodness. Moses actually asked God, he said, God, show me your glory. And God replied and said, I'll let all my goodness pass before you. And Moses actually saw all the goodness of God pass before him. And I was reading that account that's found in the book of Exodus chapter 33. And some of the Jewish sages that wrote about that account, they said, What the Lord showed Moses, he showed Moses all of these storehouses in heaven that are stored up storehouses of goodness for his people, for 
those who are walk uprightly and for those who are just. And then Moses saw one large storehouse and it wasn't labeled, didn't have a label on it for the righteous. And Moses asked God, he said, God, who is this storehouse for? And God replied, this storehouse is for those who don't have any merit on their own. This is for those who don't have any righteousness. This is for those who don't know me. This is for those who are not deserving. That's the unmerited favor of God. And so God will be good to people who don't even know him. He'll be good to people who don't even know him. There are times in your life when you might have been in sin and yet God still did you good. See, that's coming out of that unlabeled storehouse. That's coming out of that unlabeled storehouse. And you know why God does that? You know why God is good to the evil and good to the unthankful? Because he wants to let them sample him. David said, taste and see that the Lord is good. And so God will be good to people just so they can sample his goodness. Because once you taste of his goodness, you will want to know him. You will want to come to him. And so God samples his goodness. You ever been to the mall and people in the food court? They're sampling because if you taste something that's good, you'll end up eating there. Well, that's what God does. God samples his goodness to the world. Taste and see that the Lord is good. And so he samples his goodness for the world to taste. But notice in Psalms 31, in Psalms 31, it says, Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them like a storehouse notice that you could say laid up or stored up oh how great is thy goodness which thou hast laid up or stored up for them that fear thee which thou hast wrought or worked for them that trust in thee before the sons of men now psalms 31 19 it speaks of two types of god's goodness there's a goodness that we have experienced in the past, and that's what we're here celebrating today. We're celebrating God's goodness over 25 years, and there's a past goodness that we celebrate, that we're thankful for, and that we're grateful for. But notice, there's a second goodness. There's a goodness that's stored up. God is good, but there's more in store. There's goodness that he's laid up, that he has stored up, that's goodness that we haven't seen yet. That's goodness that we haven't experienced yet. That's goodness that's in our future. Notice what the psalmist says. He says, oh, how great is thy goodness. Now, the word great in the Hebrew is the word abundant or large in number or inexhaustible. It refers to size or quantity. And so I believe the psalmist got a glimpse the same way Moses did. I believe he got a glimpse into God's goodness and he saw the sheer quantity of it. And he said, oh, my goodness. Oh, how great, how abundant, how inexhaustible this supply is of God's goodness. And then the word also refers to the type. So it's not just the quantity or the size. It also refers to the type of goodness. And it is defined as chief or weighty or significant or major or important or royal. So because it is God's goodness, it is great, just like God is great. So it speaks of his majesty. It speaks of his greatness. This is not 
regular goodness. This is royal. This is majestic. It's the goodness that comes from God. It's of a higher quality and kind. It's great in abundance and great in number, but the type is royal. It's God's goodness. It's God's goodness. It's from God himself. It's from God himself. Now, for a long time, I meditated on that verse, Psalms 31, 19. In fact, I say it every day. Father, that you have, how great is your goodness you laid up for me. How great is your goodness that you have laid up for me. And I did that for years, just meditating on that. And then finally one day, the Holy Spirit said to me, he said, how long are you going to leave it laid up? I said, what do you mean? He said, why don't you start drawing from it now? Folks, if you're not walking in God's goodness, it's because you're not drawing from it. It's there, and it's huge, and it's mighty, and it's great. And if we're not walking in God's goodness, it's our fault because he has supplied it. It is there to be taken. It's there to draw out. It's there to use now. It's there to use now. You remember the woman who had the issue of blood? She drew out from Jesus her healing. It was there all along. She went and got it. She drew it out. She drew it out. And so God's goodness is there, and I begin to see exactly what the Holy Spirit was saying. You can use your faith and draw this goodness out of God's storehouse now into your life. It's there to be used. The word believe in the Greek, the word believe actually means to grab. That's what it means. It means to take. means to lay hold of it. And so we have to take the blessings of God. We have to grab them. They're already ours. You know, when God gave the promised land to the children of Israel, he gave it to them, but they had to go in there and take it. They had to possess it. They had to lay hold on it. They had to grab it. And so I saw this goodness, and so I began to see what the Holy Spirit was saying. He said, no, you got to reach into that storehouse and begin to pull from it. It's yours now. Man, when I got a hold of that, I said, Father, thank you so much. Thank you so much that your goodness is laid up for me. And I thank you that it's being released right now into my life. Father, thank you your goodness is being released into my health. Father, now watch this. I'm pulling from that storehouse. Father, thank you that there's goodness. Here's where the people of God miss it. The people of God settle for their lot in life, and they feel like they have to remain that way the rest of their life. I'll have to deal with this health condition for the rest of my life, or I have to deal with this family issue the rest of my life. I have to deal with this depression. I'll just be medicated, and I'll deal with it. No, no. God is good, and there is more in store. You can draw God's goodness into every area of your life that you need his goodness in right now. He's laid up a massive storehouse of goodness. And so I started praying that, Father, I thank you that your goodness is being released into my life. Father, thank you, Lord, this storehouse, this goodness is being released into my body. It's being released into my health. It's being released into my marriage. It's being released into my family. It's being released into my finances. You start taking that goodness, laying hold of that goodness. Here's a prayer. Here's a prayer. Say this with me. Father, thank you that you are extraordinarily good to me today. And extraordinarily good things are happening to me today. 
And I am extraordinarily good to others today. Man, so you begin pulling from that storehouse of goodness. Father, thank you that you're extraordinarily good to me today. Thank you, Father, that extraordinarily good things are happening to me today. Thank you, Father, that I am extraordinarily good to others today. Notice that now it changes how you treat people. Because you're drawing from this storehouse of goodness. And so God gives us a storehouse of goodness vertically first so that we can share it horizontally. And so you draw the goodness vertically. And Father, I'm extraordinarily good to others today. I'm extraordinarily good to others today because this goodness comes from God. It's his goodness. It's his goodness. I'm extraordinarily good to others today. Father, you're extraordinarily good to me today. Extraordinarily good things are happening to me today. You begin to lay hold on this storehouse of goodness that's available to you right now. Now, some of you are looking at me kind of funny. You don't believe. And that's good. I'm glad you're thinking that. I'm glad you're feeling that. Because I want you to look at this. Look at Psalms 27, 13. I love the way that the Bible will define itself. The Bible will define itself. Psalms 27, 13. Psalms 27, 13. And you will see... Somebody else got this revelation as well. Psalms 27, 13. Notice what it says. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. The psalmist figured out. He figured out he can believe God's goodness into his life now. He was about to give up. He was about to cave in. He was about to quit. He said, I would have fainted. But he said, then I started believing to see the goodness of the Lord. Praise God. I start believing to see. Folks, you got to start believing to see. You got to start believing to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Your situation is not over. You don't have to be stuck like this the rest of your life. Believe to see the goodness of the Lord come into your life. Believe to see your situation change. Believe to see your life change. Believe to see. That's how you begin pulling out of that storehouse of goodness. Some people are fainting because they aren't believing to see anything good. They're not pulling anything. They've accepted life, the status quo, and they'll be stuck there forever. No, the news to you today is God is good and there's more in store. God is good and there's more in store. There's more in store for your life. You haven't done your greatest job yet. You haven't received your greatest call yet. You haven't used your gifts fully yet. You haven't received every harvest yet. God wants to do some wonderful things through us. And God is good. Yes, he's good. And we thank him for 25 wonderful years. But there's more in store. Your greatest days are ahead of you. Your future is bright. Your future is full of God's goodness. Now, some of you may be feeling, I'm too old. I'm too old to do anything now. I'm glad you're feeling that way. (laughs) There's a man in the Bible you ought to study, and his name is Caleb. Caleb was 85 years old, and Caleb said, give me this mountain. Give me this mountain. He was 85 years old. He said, give me this mountain. He said, this mountain was promised to me. 45 years ago it was promised to me. And he said, I want my mountain. 
Caleb was so locked in. He said, I want this mountain. He said, I've gone through this wilderness with all of these knuckleheads for over 40 years. And he said, I'd be doggone if I'm going to get to the end of my life and not get my mountain. He said, I want my mountain. He said, I want my mountain. And then he said this. He said, I'm just as strong now as I was when I was 40 years old. God had begun renewing his strength. God was renewing his youth and his vitality. God was restoring him. He was just a stronger man. Caleb went on into the promised land, took his mountain, and killed three giants. Three of them. He killed three of them. And he said, anybody else want some of this? (laughs) See, that's where you tap into God's supply of goodness. We're about to fall over into the casket when we're 40 years old. We're aching. I've never seen so many weak 40-year-old people in my life. No, 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 no. (laughs) No, you need the spirit of Caleb. You need the spirit of Caleb. Some of you are ready to die. Some of you have been planning your funerals. Stop planning your funerals. God is good and there's more in store for you. Don't plan your funeral. You ought to be planning which mountain you're going to take next. There's more in store. There's more in store. Let me give you this. I'm done. Let me give you this. I want to tell you how not to grow old. I want to tell you how not to grow old. Number one, keep learning. Keep learning. Keep yourself sharp. Keep yourself sharp. Warren Buffett is 89 years old and he reads six hours a day. He's on top of every piece of newspaper, book, magazine. He reads six hours a day. He's 89 years old, sharp as a tack. He's not thinking about quitting. Keep learning. Everybody say, keep learning. learning. Number two, start something new. Work on something. You have to make your dreams bigger than your memories. You got to be today focused, forward focused. Old people talk about yesterday. And so if you don't want to be old, stop talking about yesterday. Start talking about tomorrow. Start talking about today. Old people talk about yesterday. Start something new. Start working on something. Jimmy Carter is 95 years old. He said when he retired, he started learning how to build wooden handcrafted furniture. He now builds it. He sells it and donates it to charity. He's working on something. He's working on something. He's 95 years old. Start working on something. Be today focused. Dream again. Make your dreams bigger than your memories. Everybody say, keep learning. learning. Say, start something new. new. Number three, be around young energy. 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 You don't need to be hanging around people who are... (laughs) be around young energy be around young energy number four stay fit stay fit stay fit if you want to keep yourself from growing old you keep learning 
You start something new. You be around young energy. You stay fit. And number five, help people. Invest people. Invest in people. Help people. You have wisdom now. Help young people. Make your life useful by being a resource for others who are coming up. You have great experience and wisdom now. Use that. God has more in store. God is good. Yes, he's been good to us in the past. but He has more in store for our future. Praise God. God wants you to know he loves you. He's not done with you yet. There's more in store for you. You haven't seen your best days yet. There's so much in you. There's so much you haven't done. He wants to use you to be a blessing to this world. He wants to use you to touch others. He wants your life to be a testimony. There's more in store for you. There's more in store. Praise God. Thank you so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word. Because, brother, you need the Word. You are listening to BrothersOfTheWord.com. This was the sermon titled God is Good and There's More in Store by C. Elijah Bronner. This sermon is number 7843. That's 7843. To listen to thousands of free sermons or to send this sermon number 7843 to a friend, go to BrothersOfTheWord.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to BrothersOfTheWord.com often because, brother, you need the word. Oh, brothers of the word.